0: This is Scott Hamilton of Lehigh News. Welcome to another edition of 10 Minutes About. Today's episode is 10 Minutes About the Airbus A330 NEO program. More than 1,500 A330 NEOs have uh, been delivered to more than 100 customers. Uh, Airbus envisioned 100, uh, sorry, Airbus envisioned 1,000 NEO orders. Wouldn't they like it if it were 100,000 uh, NEO orders when the program was launched, building on the installed base? But NEO sales have been tepid with only 331 orders, nearly all of uh, for the 900 model. The airplane entered service in late 2018. There are just 20 customers, and several of these are of iffy quality. Now with the impact of COVID, the future of the program seems more in doubt than ever. With me today, today to discuss this is LNA's Vincent Valerie. The clock is now ticking. Let's start on a high level, Vincent. Go ahead and recap the skyline quality and the lack of sales for the program.
1: Hi Scott, thank you for having me. So, of the 331 orders, 15 are for the a 800 variant, and the rest uh, for the as for the 33900 variants. It is worth noting that there have been 57 deliveries so far, so there are 274 outstanding orders now for the type. Um, however, you know, beyond the headline, this is where actually the problem starts with the Skyline in a sense that uh, out of those 274 orders, we estimate that 165 are with customers that we would deem at risk. I mean, in that, I mean, we would obviously include uh, X since they are no undergoing a court restructuring. There would be RNS order because they're not able to take them because of sanctions. There is also another unidentified an customers where you know, there are good reason to believe that they're not in a condition to take any of those. So that already represents more than half of the outstanding order book. After this, you have 45 lessers. When the times are good, lessers take their aircraft, but then when there are problems, yeah, there are no clients who take them, usually they don't. Following that, you have 28 orders for Delta and all the other customers are 36 orders. So what that means is that the customer lineup is iffy, as you pointed out uh, earlier. I would say, and then in terms of the lack of sales, I would say that since the launch, actually the only major blue-cheek customer has been Delta. And the rest of you know, there's been the big order from X and a few orders from Listers here and there and some other customers. But yeah, after the first year of launch, there hasn't been that much.
0: Yeah, I, you know, the production rate on the 330 NEO right now is already at two a month. I really think it'll probably at one point have to go down to one a month of the Airbus uh, has, has so far said they're going to maintain rates. Now, the Airbus earnings call is in mid February. We'll see whether or not they have second thoughts about that. But I'm, I'm very bearish on the future of the 330 NEO. Uh, 787 orders and sales to A330 SEAL customers clearly makes it difficult for Airbus to place the NEO with them. Why in the world would an airline operate the 787 and the 330 NEO? to do essentially the same mission. I just don't see it.
1: Yes, I agree with our assessment. I mean, the only exception to that rule is uh, Virgin Atlantic, which you know ordered a batch of Dreamliners and then later placed an order for A330 Ninails. So it is worth remembering that uh, Delta was a minority shareholder of Virgin Atlantic and they probably played a heavy role in the decision in that uh, orders. I would say now that we have a bit of hindsight that the A330neo effectively arrived too late to the market detentered service in late 2018. And by then, there were actually not that many airlines that hadn't ordered either the A787 or the A350. And you know, other airlines that did not, they would usually not be the type of airlines that would place orders with um, you know OEMs in the first place. So, and I would say that, to a certain extent it is a consequence of the hesitations about airbus on the you know below 300 seat segment you know with the, the changes changes the a350 800 and decided not to develop it going for the a33900 so yeah
0: so what's interesting is that even though airbus publicly was saying there were uh would be a demand for 1000 330 neos i know from uh talking to a uh, former salesman from rolls royce At the time, was program was launched, and the NEO has Rolls-Royce engines. They only saw a a potential market of 400 airplanes uh, over the life of the uh, NEO program. And I also know that internally, Airbus really only saw a market for 500 airplanes at best. So the question then becomes: Why in the world would they do that for 500 airplanes? Well. The program didn't cost that much to do, about $2 billion, of which about half of that, I think, was picked up by Rolls-Royce. But Airbus really thought that this would be an airplane that could keep the price pressure on Boeing on the 787. Now, I know Boeing, from time to time, uh, with Dennis Muhlenberg, as CEO, and Jim McNerney before him, would say, oh, no, no, there's no, no price pressure. But of course, everything that I heard in the marketplace said that there was. And in a book that I'm writing about Airbus and Boeing, which will be coming out later this year, I confirmed that with my discussions with with the people inside Airbus. This was an opportunistic airplane that was going to keep price pressure on Boeing for a very low development cost. Now, the question I have is, if they only deliver 300 airplanes... Will they even recoup that low development cost that they had? You're our financial analyst. What do you think on that? Could they recoup that cost?
1: It's, yeah, this is a tricky one uh, to answer. Uh, because you say, I mean, for Air, between Airbus and Rolls-Royce, you pointed, that it's, the cost of development was effectively 50-50. Um, Airbus would mostly make money on deliveries, and it is worth remembering that the A330 assembly line is quite well amortized. So, it's actually they might—I I don't know whether they will recover everything down the line. I mean, only time will tell. But at least they're not going to lose a ton of money like you know Boeing is going like to do on the on the triple seven X or potentially on the Dreamliner. So, but for Rolls-Royce, it's obviously another story because, you know, when you're an engine OEM, you mostly, you make money from flight hours and those aircrafts, uh, we don't know how many how many of them will there be and how long they will stay flying.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't think that for Rolls-Royce it's going to be a particularly big issue because it's, even though the engine is branded as a Trent 7000, in reality, it's a Trent 1000 that's on the 787, but it has bleed air instead of, no bleeder on the Trent 1000. Now the bigger issue for Rolls Royce is that the Trent 1000 has turned out to be just a, a very difficult engine because of all the technical issues that they're still working their way through and they've written off billions of uh, pounds uh, on that. But um, uh, I, I just think that particularly when you take out the AirAsia X order for 74 airplanes and you take out some of these other iffy orders, uh, Airbus is going to just have a real tough time uh, doing more sales for that airplane, particularly in in the post-COVID era. And by the time COVID is is uh, recovering, uh, we're going to be in the mid-decade, and the A330neo is is going to be a very old airplane. There's not a lot of new technology with the engines
1: and the wing
0: advancements.
1: Yes, I'd agree with you on that one, Scott. I mean, however, you know, the, the Airbus uh, line is pretty much amortized on the A330. So that means they can sustain as you pointed out a rate of one per month or even half a unit per month. I think they could afford to, to keep that around for a few years, see how things are once, once the COVID crisis is over and hope for the best. Though I'm skeptical, you know, that things are going to turn out well. Uh, there is also worth remembering on the A330 assembly line, that there are a few tankers that are up for delivery and there are some deliveries in 2026. So I don't think Airbus is going to close the assembly line by then. Um, However, if they don't accumulate any major order, um, yeah, that's, that's going to be tough to keep the line around until later in the decade. And yeah, as you pointed out, it's hard to see another big order Coming and they're probably going to get a few here and there, but yeah, it's it's looking quite bleak to be honest.
0: Yeah, and, and the A three thirty eight hundred, of course, as you pointed out, only has fifteen orders. Uh, as as Airbus over the uh, time has uh, has successfully enhanced the airplane with a longer range, it now has an advertised range of I think eighty two hundred nautical miles. But that also makes it a niche airplane, and if it were to to uh, fly 2,000 or 3,000 nautical miles which was much to my surprise several years ago the average length of haul for the a330 it's hauling around tons of dead weight at at that capability and so I, I just don't see that the A330-800 is going to be um, contributing much at all
1: yes I agree with you and actually I would like to add a comment that the 787 -8 is actually in a not Two dissimilar situations. So, but yeah, that would be worth actually another podcast to to discuss about this.
0: All right. Well, that's our ten minutes about. Thanks very much for joining me today, Vincent. Good cheers. Thank you.